Welcome back to That Rugby Podcast, done by the Sports Booth. We've got Husey and G'day. me back in the office Yep. Uh, to discuss, to dissect all that went down on a pretty big re- weekend of Rugby yes. Union. Uh, big, a rug- big weekend. Female Rugby World Cup on a male Autumn Nation series, which uh, had, I'd say, some of the biggest matches in a, in a long time, uh, yep. in, in about a year's time. Uh, some... Great footy, some very different footy going on. If you compare two results exactly the same, two thirty to twenty nines, but both very different games. Yes. Uh, when you see and you compare like your your Wallabies against the French and the Argentinians against the English, uh, and just different styles at play. But I do just want to start with your reaction. Obviously, you made a pretty big statement. And it wasn't a big statement, as in controversial. You just said "fuck the French" and yeah. that you wanted to go out and beat them, as every Wallaby fan probably probably else was saying. How does it feel to come so close? It's yet it be so far away. It's very disappointing. It feels very, it feels very Wallaby esque at this point, where <laughs> it's like, yeah, we. It's it's kind of like a lot of people are taking comfort in the in the loss. And I'm going to quote Mike Tomlin here in that you should not seek comfort you should seek discomfort you should not be happy that we lost uh controversial whatever it might be last minute try etc etc xyz look at the end of the day we lost the game if this was a rugby league world cup final you've lost it there's no no comfort to be taken out of it so uh obviously positive signs in there for the wallabies uh you know I called last week that I wanted to see more of Fichetti involved. What do we see? Fichetti involved, scores an amazing try off the back of some excellent broken play uh, backline moves, which is something we don't traditionally see from the Wallabies. Usually we see them mess that up. But they did a really great job there, uh, looking a bit like the All Blacks in broken field play there. So they've obviously picked up from their... Trans from from our from our Anzac allies in this tour. Allies, um, yes. So picking up some good stuff there, but yeah, ultimately at the end of the day, not enough. Uh, again, some discipline errors. Um, you know, when there's that many penalties given away, you know, both ways a lot of penalties were given away. Yeah, twenty-two um, for the game, eleven, eleven split. So. Yeah, and look, Bernardoffoli missed his first kick in forever um, <laughs> but then also the french missed a kick as well so you can't even put it, it down to that yeah it didn't definitely didn't come down to kicking yeah and i must say if i look back in that game and i go you guys played really really well for 75 minutes and mm. then for 15 seconds you switched off and two of your better players switched off two of your better players in that game jock yeah. campbell tom wright both had fantastic games both started the the movement of that long range try and for Kitty. Uh, I think Campbell ended up with the one scooping up the ball and yep. then passing it, uh, and then Tom Wright guessing Perno on the outside, and then for Damien to come back and score a try in that manner um, to kind of steal or break the hearts of all the Wallabies because you saw as soon as he scored that try, even with the missed kick, it just felt like it was out of reach now. Yeah, like you know, like. There was a lot of courage showing in that game to keep with such a good and a strong French team. Mm. And then when it all was on the line and the French had that lead in the last, the dying minutes, it felt like it's, they stole your soul. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's very hard. Once your soul has been stolen, it's very hard to get it back. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but as I said, look, this were good signs there. I thought um, Tanel Atupo was sort of looked a bit 
more on Danny form too, than, yeah. than he had previously. <laughs> and his matchup with that uh, big French guy, I forget his name. Cyril, is it Cyril? Uh, is he, yeah, because Cyril's number one, yeah, so it was yeah. like Cyril or something. Well, not even just in the scrums, but I'm just in the, when they were... General play. General play, where they're just running at each other and slamming into each other, was, uh, yeah, it was crazy. I don't think it was Cyril. I think it was... Have one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the... Yeah, I, I should have his name up somewhere. But, yeah, they were just running into each other like a couple of rhinos, butting heads. <laughs> um, and it was great to see. So it looked like Tupo got fired up for that matchup. Um, Nick Frost continues to play well out of the lock position, which is great. So have a good young lock in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I didn't get to see all of the game, but the parts that I saw... Look, yeah, it, it looked better, but it still wasn't good enough. At this, which is the which is the problem at the end of the day. You got to be good enough, and uh, they weren't at the end of the day. Even if it was just a fifteen second lapse, but the rest of the game's led up to that point. And uh, you know what is a game but a collection of seconds anyway? So that's it. You know? <laughs> deep, really yeah. deep. No, I mean Drew Mitchell says that you, you you can't celebrate a loss. Like if you start celebrating no. losses, what, what's the, what's the point? So, I mean, a bit of performance. A performance. I think before the game, you would have said, yeah, no. We'll take a one-point loss to the number two team, probably favourites going into the World Cup. But now looking back, you had your opportunity. Yeah. You felt like it, you, you missed it. On the other end of the spectrum, I feel like I've dressed for your funeral and you've dressed for my celebration. Like we've yeah. got <laughs> we've gone mixed up. I'm in the the black, all black. You're in the in the white or cream. Um, yep. uh, and I'm going to celebrate my moment because yeah. everyone had said, "Oh, the aura of the All Blacks is gone." The aura of the All Blacks is gone. That's what they said. That's what some English people said. The Welsh, oh, we're going to beat those All Blacks. We're going to beat them. You know, everyone's doing it at the moment. It's not so easy. It's not so easy, all right? You get Geordie Barrett at 12, like I've been saying. Bowden Barrett at the back. We look slick. We looked looked much better. Still, still not where I'd like us to be. I think there's still improvement. We doubled their handling errors. There were still a few patches of the game that I wasn't, entirely happy with but as a performance as an all blacks performance to kick off this tour it's, it's given me a bit more hope yeah. now the all blacks did this to us last time mm. they beat wales quite comfortably last year and then went on to lose to ireland france now we don't have ireland france on this tour but it's leading up to that english game and i don't think i've been much happier than waking up this morning and seeing the result of that english game yeah and seeing argentina Go into the heart of England rugby and twicken them and knock them over. It's look this with the Japan effort against the All Blacks. This well, the World Cup next year is going to be off chops. You know, you've got uh, imagine you know like a quarter final or a semi final. You get uh, Argentina in there knocking off someone like an England or France or or All Blacks Wallaby Springboks. Like they've got the potential to do it. They can they absolutely do it. So. The biggest dark horse. That's yeah. what I said in the uh, review video. They are the biggest dark horses at the moment. Dark Pumas. Dark Pumas, Black yeah. Panthers. Yeah, Black yeah. Panthers. <laughs> They'll be taking over the Wakanda. Uh, yeah. Argentina forever. Yeah, Michael Checker forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. A great game, Argentina. History yes. created. Going into Twickenham, Amazing. getting a win. It was fantastic to wake up to because... The English are so hard on everyone else, especially when they lose. When it happens in their own backyard, a lot, a lot of noise being made now, especially at uh, Eddie Jones and kind of going, "Well, what's going on here?" Yeah, look, I want to, I want to talk about this as well, be, this game a little bit as well. Um, and I know we've got another game to cover, but uh, I might 
sneak my star of the week in here Get because my star, star of the week okay. comes Put in, it in from this where game. you want it. Mate. Yeah, look, for me, I, it's kind of a joint one this week. And they're both on Argentina, Emiliano Buffelli, but also the coach, Michael Checker. Now, if you think about it out of context, I didn't realize this until today, but he was coaching the Rugby League World Cup the same week he was coaching Los Pumas to a win against England. That's incredible. That's an incredible effort. That's, a, that's an incredible effort. Two different codes, two different sets of players, right? Two different tournaments, incredible, and two different languages as well. Yeah. Two different uh, styles of coaching he's got to put in there. Uh, and look, Lebanon, yeah, they lost in their Rugby League World Cup game to Australia, but they didn't. Australia didn't look great against them. They they made it competitive, uh, and then to pull off one of the biggest upsets. Uh, against England is an incredible effort from Checker, but obviously the players in the field are the one that get it done. And Buffelli was the main man for Argentina, I believe, almost universally awarded man of the match uh, for his effort, scoring a try, converting all his kicks and everything like that. Just an incredible, consistent performance once again for probably the, the star player for Argentina. Uh, look, I, I will say. Uh, Adi Savia was close just because of that <laughs> horrific dummy he threw that. It just sold everyone in Wales and their grandmother on it. But yeah, look, Buffelli at the end of the day, he's he he got the game winner and that's that's what matters at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even gonna try and argue that even though my love of Artie runs runs deep in the Well known. Well known. Um yeah. But yeah, what Buffelli has just done, and I, I, I read, went a bit deeper into this, but they lost territory, lost the position battle, Argentina. They also had to make 100 more tackles in England. Jesus. And they came out on top. And I said this is very eerily similar to a win in New Zealand. Yeah. Where they just put up a wall and they said, hey, you give away a penalty in the half, you know who we got? Yeah, Mr. Buffelli. Mm-hmm. And he's going to knock over three points and we're going to take that scoreboard over. They're like... The and it's it's weird to say, but they potentially could be the upgraded version of South Africa. Now I'm saying yeah. this because South Africa's goal is get into your half, tick the scoreboard over, use our big forwards to dominate. Now Argentina do that with a hint of flair. Mm. They go, we can just sprinkle a little bit of that Argentinian flair. You know, we got we got some messy footballers in our in our ranks. Yeah, they chuck that flair in there, bang! It's it's a it's a, it's a Massive, massive win for them. It's a, it's a, yeah. I've, I'm nervous. I, I think they, they potentially fall on the other side of the draw than us. But I also think whoever's in their pool, and I, who we were discussing this last time, I think they're in a pretty hard pool where they could, they could have the same pool as France, right? Theoretically, they could knock over some people in their pool and yeah. really screw up a, a draw. A side of the draw that looks that looks tough. So, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely deserve it from Argentina. Why you looked that up? I'm just going to discuss quickly Italy versus Samoa. What the hell, Samoa? You win a Pacific Nations Cup, all right? You win a Pacific Nations Cup. You beat Australia A to do that, and then you go over to Italy and get absolutely embarrassed. A 33 point drumming, I think it was, uh, to the hands of the Italians, who are ranked below Georgia at 14th in the world. For Italy, hell of a performance. Uh, they've got their first pi- first five, Paolo Gabrisi, is fantastic. Actually knocked Andre Pollard out of the Montpellier um, starting first five gig. So uh, is a fantastic wee player. That Italian squad, if they can keep playing like that as well, it's no no walkover now. And I think yep. you guys have them next, which will, um, I think they've had a little, like, a little bit of a tune-up now, and now it's a, 
you've got to go into that game thinking pretty seriously because I yep. was thinking, oh, yeah, you roll Donaldson in, you roll all the reserves in, you'll beat them by 30-odd points. Well, if they put on a performance like they did uh, against Samoa, you'd have to watch out. Yeah, so I've got the, the pool that they're in here. It's actually kind of sad because it's England, Japan, Argentina, Samoa, and Chile. So, so, so really interesting here. England. England could not make it out of the not pool. Not make it out of the pool again. There, there is, look, it's it's unlikely to happen, but it could happen. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not like an unlikely thing. There is every chance England doesn't make it out of that pool if Japan plays the way they did against New Zealand and if Argentina, well, we just saw them beat England, so. And Twickenham. Like now yeah. they go to a neutral venue on France and go, oh, wee, wee, wee. Well, I, th- I feel like the French would not be the most welcoming to the English. Exactly. Uh, so, so, like, yeah. they'll be like, "Yeah, Argentina, get the get these English out of here." Like yeah. That. No, it's it's pool uh, pool A that is a pretty brutal one: New Zealand, France, Italy, Uruguay, and Namibia. Yeah, but that's only brutal for two teams. Yeah, it's br- yeah yeah. <laughs> but and yes, then, yeah. Pool B is South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, Tonga, and Romania. Pool C: Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia, and either the USA or Portugal. Yes, yes, talking, we'll jump onto that point now. USA and Portugal uh, had big wins over Kenya and Hong Kong uh, to really set up, the, the way they do it is pool, so it's a pool of those four teams, but realistically it's going to be whoever wins out of the USA-Portugal game yeah. will secure that final spot. Both of them won by, like, I think Portugal won by about 40, USA won by about 60, so it's going to be tight. Uh, I think they'll both win bonus points again against Kenya and Hong Kong on the other end, mm. But, yeah, that'll be a very interesting game to watch. I hope they've scheduled it right and lined that up for the last game. Shall we move on? Yes. To the Women's Rugby World Cup. Now, you may have not watched it. I watched it because mm. my New Zealand team of course. were in the semifinal against the French. Now, they went down early and it was it was making me nervous, but mm. they came back and showed strong, strong willpower and strong, I guess, a bit of backbone to fight back. Last 30 seconds. Nah, I want to say last minute and 30 seconds. Yep. Penalty to the French from about 35 metres out in front. All right, so now, obviously, in the men's yeah. game, that's a game-winning penalty. Now, yeah, yeah. in the women's game, this is a bit different. However, the French have this first five who's a bit of a sharpshooter, got a, a decent punt on her, so I'm like, and the commentators are talking like, like this could be done. This is, yeah. she kicks it. Drop shorts and she shanked it left anyway. So I was over the moon. We hold on. We kick the ball out 25-24. We go through to the final to face England, who only just overcame Canada 26-19. Yeah. Scored a very similar try to your Australians in a 100-metre try in that game. It's going to be the biggest women's rugby game ever. Uh, a sellout has been talked about at Eden Park. 900,000 New Zealanders watch the semi-final. I imagine that jumps up to about 1.5 million watching the final, if yeah. not more. Um, it's going to be a tense struggle. It's I don't know what to go expect. As these English girls are so good, they've won like what 28 or 29 now in a row, just about 30. They're just about the best sports team in the world, so they've got that. Yeah. Now what we've got is we're the defending champions. We're playing on home turf. In the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. it's going to be a monumental it's match. Be a great game. I I actually cannot wait one. for it. I don't think I've been so excited for a game of women's rugby in my life. It's going to yeah. I look, 
Anzac Spirit, alive and well. We're, I'm all on Team New Zealand for this one. All <laughs> on, I'm not even going to make a big deal about the name Black Ferns, even though they're not. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not going there today because I'm all aboard the, all aboard the Black <laughs> Ferns train. Uh, uh, yeah, look, it's going to be... It's gonna be it's gonna be big. It's gonna be a very big game. And look, I, I did like that New Zealand rugby came out and sort of acknowledged the uh, scheduling stuff up yep. um, for the previous game, uh, where they didn't realize where, against Japan, where they were like, "Oh, we didn't realize that <laughs> playing in the the host nation has to take this spot or whatever." Blah blah blah. A few people were a bit like. Probably should have known that, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, it's it's, uh, but but that was even, even that was encouraging in and of itself. Was that I, I saw the majority of Facebook comments I saw were well, I'm going to switch over to the women's game at halftime anyway because I want to watch them because they look so good. It's like that's that's great. That's the good. That's a good spirit to have to uh, you know to support the the women in their game because you know they uh, they deserve it. They work bloody hard and they put on a great show. Definitely, and I mean, hopefully, the the bigger this game is, the bigger it is for women's rugby. Because if this gets yeah. national, international attention, and you know, even for you guys, you've got a World Cup, a women's World Cup coming to you guys eventually as well. Yeah. So it's going to push the, the the spotlight onto the women's rugby game, and I guess, yeah, highlight it for you guys as well, and hopefully high, highlight it for the globe mm. in in a way that it's never been quite highlighted before. I'd say. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, I've got a little thing here because I was thinking the other day, and why I was thinking this, um, I was watching a movie um, and it had a Harry Potter character in it. And then my girlfriend started talking to me about Harry Potter and how we got to rewatch them all again because you've got to do that every four years, apparently. Yeah. Um, and I was, was thinking. Was it the Cabinet of Curiosities? Did it have Ron Weasley in it? No, no, it wasn't that. It was the new Enola Holmes oh, okay. one. And it's Who's in that? The policeman's the werewolf. Oh yeah, Lupin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was thinking, and then I got onto the, talking about Quidditch, um, and I thought, I wonder who would translate well from Quidditch to rugby. Yeah. And so what I've done is made my fictional character Ford Pack. Okay. Now I want you to have a listen to That's this. That's interesting. Yeah. I want to. I would love some feedback. I'm going to break him down why I've selected them. Yeah. Um, and then we'll see. Now, there's got to yep. be some thinking that I haven't made a backline here, so maybe some players have missed out yeah, yeah. because I haven't made a backline. So in the number one position, the thing from the Fantastic Four, the big rock creature, yep. he's a big lad. He's going to get 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 my propping stable set. Good scrub. In two, I've gone Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Three, I've gone Snorlax. Obviously, another big boy, lazy yep. around the park. Exactly what you need in your prop. Four, Mr. Fantastic. That's easy. Stretches. Boom, in a line out, we can go as high yep. as we want. Five, I am Groot. Groot, Similar. easy, yep. very easy. Six, I've gone with some size. A lot of people will probably want him in a hooking position, but I've yep. gone with him at six because I think he'll do some real damage around the park. Yep. I've gone with the Hulk. Yeah. At seven, I want I want my seven to be able to do everything. I want my seven to be like a god. Yeah. When you look, think about Richie McCaw, you put him in the same sentence as a New Zealander as god. Same with Michael Hooper. I the most analogous to Thor is Michael Hooper. Michael there. Hooper. Both, so I've obviously gone, both have the same hair. Gone with Thor. Yep. So Thor, Michael Hooper. Number eight, and I thought this was a good one, um, mm. Maui. Now, from Moana, obviously voiced by The Rock, yeah. who was a, did play rugby at some point, he yeah, says, yeah. in his life. Um, so that is my 
my, my, my eight pack. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think quite a strong back row, like very physical. Yeah. A bit of height in there, and then the big boys doing doing the engine work. Mm. Thoughts on that, my friend? I think it's pretty good. I'm going to try and build a, a counter counter pack uh, to yours here. <laughs> so at number one, yep. I've got the Juggernaut from X-Men. Oh, yeah. Uh, love, love that. Immovable yeah. object, right? Uh, the other side, uh, number, th- the, number three, uh, the Mountain from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 so yeah I think yeah. that's a pretty good one. Hooker... Hooker, I'm struggling a little bit. Hooker is the hardest one. It's a one. hard one. That's why I just chucked the Iron Man in there. Yeah, I think Hooker, I... Because you want someone... For, for some reason, I've just got Wolverine in my head. It's not a bad one. Because he's, he's, he's sort of... He's relentlessly top adamantium bones and things like that. He's, he's surprisingly heavy. Blunt as well, you know, like, yeah. doesn't doesn't like, you know, he just wants to get his work done. Yeah. Reminds me a bit of Dane Coles, you know? Mm. Probably a bit of a prick. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. like, But you also want someone with line-out throw accuracy. And he's probably popping the ball. Yeah, with, with his, his claws. claws. So maybe not... Just trying to think. Who would be someone that would be good that's very accurate? In the, I would, Hawkeye? He, but he's, he's probably better in the back. Like, yeah, he's a bit kicking. small, yeah. He's probably yeah, better at year 10 yeah, for kicking yeah, 10, and things like 15, that. 15, that's not a bad Yeah. Uh, I might come back to that one. Yep. Look, for Mr. Fantastic, I can't dispute that one. Yep. That's... That's, we'll both have you just you teams. just can't yep. can't get rid of that one. Um, God, the rest of these I'm really struggling. I haven't had that much time to think about it. Uh, let's see, what do we got? What's our different properties? Um, look, I think uh, you made a good point with your seven. You want him to be a god, or you want him to be everything. I think the closest fictional character to a god is Superman. So I'd probably put probably Super- Superman. That's Superman not a bad. And then a little C next to his name, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Le- leader on the team. You know, uh, laser eyes so he can, you know, like cut opponents in half. Literally. I see. Yeah. yeah. I like uh, that. Great. Number number eight. Hmm. Number eight. That's, a, that's another good one. I'm thinking number eight, I might go Captain America. Yep. Yeah. I was thinking 10 for me, for him, but again, I wasn't yeah. sold or like a center's position could be a good 12. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking of Captain America at eight. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good one. My six, you know, you had a good one with the Hulk at six, but you know who beats the absolute shit out of the Hulk? <laughs> Thanos. Oh yeah. Thanos at six. You're going with a bad guy. You want, you want yeah. some dirt on there. Well, you, yeah. You, absolutely. We've always said you always need that. You need that bastard. Bastard. You need that, you need bastard. that bastard. And that Thanos is yeah. a bastard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this next one for, for my number five might surprise you, right? Uh, but I'm pretty happy with this one. For my number five, I've gone with Ant-Man, right? Because oh, he can boost himself for the yeah. lineup, but then he can get small as well, weaving and out of traffic and everything like that. That's a good shout. When he goes into tackle as well, he does that thing where he shrinks slightly and then he gets bigger and he gets more force behind his tackles as well. So he can really put the, the hurt on someone. Like Adaptable that. to all situations. He can be whatever size player you need him to be. Need him to be. That's a good lock. Yeah. That's yeah. a good lock. So then that, so yeah, that's my that's my eight. So to, to run through them again, if I can remember them. Yeah. Right. One was the juggernaut. Two was uh Wolverine. Three was the Mountain from Game of Thrones. Four, Mr. Fantastic. I think that's a that's a that's a good one. Five, Ant Man. Six, Thanos. Seven, Superman. Eight, Captain America. It's not a bad team. Yeah. 
Love to see those two squads go at it. Yeah, we might yeah. We'll put it in, we'll put it in our story in and then, vote on yeah, it. Yeah, look, you could look. I think some other good ones for the back line. I think Hawkeye in there at ten as your goal kickers will never miss a goal. Yeah, you can ne- absolutely never miss a goal. Flash on the wing. Yeah, f- flash, flash on the wing. Uh, look, someone to to crash it through the the centers. I actually think Iron Man would be a good center as well because he's creative yes. as well. He brings that. Batman's got to be in there. Batman, somewhere. Batman. I feel like he could be. He could be in there. Um, Wonder Woman, I think. Like, I think this could be a gender diverse team yeah, as well. Not? Wonder Woman and uh, Captain Marvel, I think, could be yep. a couple of really good ones in there. Spider Man, Spider Man, yeah, good little halfback. Spider Man could be a good halfback, but he could also be uh, a very good fullback, just Definitely because good. he could. He's got sticky hands, so he'll always catch the ball. You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, some good ones uh, we've missed. I've just uh, looked up. Uh, yeah. Optimus Prime. Yeah. Uh, Bane. Yeah, Bane would be a good forward. King Kong, King Kong. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that's it's, we. You know, you need to be able to get down to human size. I feel like at least, they, at least Ant Man, Mister Fantastic, they can get down to roughly. Uh, Hercules. Hercules, pretty good. Uh, there was another one. Oh, Hagrid. We're talking about Harry Potter. Yeah, Border. Hagrid might be just a little bit too slow for like, <laughs> at this stage. Snorlax is definitely getting around the park for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> uh, Snorlax, when in rage, moves fast. I just think, yeah. I don't know if Hagrid can can get can ever get up to that speed. I like yeah. it. I like it. Um. So yeah, those are our fictional four packs. We'll probably yeah. bring our fictional backline to you next week. Yeah. Um. Back onto the real rugby, Australia. We got one win. You we got, got two. Win. Well, yeah, we got one win in rugby. Which is the the World Cup? Which is the Hong Kong Sevens? Hong Kong Sevens, a massive victory. One considered the biggest Hong Kong, uh, biggest Hong Kong, biggest Sevens tournament in the world. Uh, and yeah, you guys kicked it off with a win, a very good win over Fiji on in the last minute. Uh, we were actually in the same pool, and we yeah. both lost our Samoa, and so then we lost to you in the last game of our pool game. You guys went through to the quarters. I think you managed to take out Ireland in the quarters. Uh, and then, yeah, semis with Samoa, Fiji, uh, and then you guys managed to, to crack Fiji in the final. First time in 26 years, I read, yep. that you won the Hong Kong Sevens, so that's a massive... That's, your Sevens programs are killing it, aren't you? Yeah. Like, you know, the women's took it out, the men took it out last year, um, and then... To start off with a, a Hong Kong Sevens win is is a huge statement. Yeah, massive, massive win for for the Sevens lads there. So yeah, very, very pleased. Not, very yeah, pleased. Not much else to say, really. Very pleased. Yeah. Um, I guess there's not a lot else happening in the rugby world. Like it's all yeah international rugby. I do know the Queensland Reds had a game against Japanese club rugby. They've done their Japanese tour was same as the Western Force. So they've That's taken good. players over there, taken a deep squad. Consisting of some uh, Queensland rugby uh, talent and obviously the Western Force, uh, Perth rugby talent. Uh, I think Queensland won Perth, oh, Perth uh, Force loss. But again, these are all just, just more pre-season games yeah. to tick over. For the All Blacks, actually, TJ Perinara has been called back into the All Blacks squad with oh. Brad Weber and Lester Fanganuku going down to the All Blacks XV, which we didn't comment on, and I'm going to quickly comment on. We beat the Irish. Yes. Mm. Does it count as the first teams? No, but we smashed you on your own turf. It, it felt a little bit better. Sean Stevenson, who didn't originally make the All Blacks XV, is incredible. Now, I know there was talk about the Dolphins signing him, um, and obviously Wayne Bennett has his hands all over that. Mm. I'm glad he hasn't gone because he's another All Black bolter for the World Cup next year. He is unreal. 
Um, yeah, I think that's that's the most of it. Uh, only thing I want to comment is the Waratahs released their squad today, twenty twenty three. I did today. see this. Yes. Um, I just want to I just want to read out the back row. Listen to this back row. <laughs> Lockie Swinton, Michael Hooper, Will Harris, Ned Hannigan, Langai Gleeson, and Charlie Gamble. You know what's crazy as well? With that, they've got Jed Holloway as a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, Jed Holloway's playing for the Wallabies as a six. So, you're, mm-hmm. you know, like, realistically, yeah, you're stacked. You are stacked. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's a, it's a, it's a good-looking squad the next year. I mean, even, like, we, we, we discussed it when you guys were in trouble. You had Pariki, and when Pariki eventually gets an injury spell, which he will get, like, like, mm-hmm. like let's not dance around that he is injury prone, but whenever he's on the field, he performs. Mm. To bring Tolulatu back in, I looked at that front row and I was like, that's a good front row, very similar to what you had last year. Um, this Tom Lambert will be interesting because he's realistically taking Penny Ryan's spot, yeah. which we kind of talked about. Your locks, uh, you were fine there, especially that you'll probably end up playing Hannigan and Holloway um, and to start there. Uh, what is really interesting is obviously Jack Bowen, youngster. I know he just played in like the under 19s or 21s for New South Wales um, from the eastern suburbs. Looks really good. Yeah. Uh, your centres, Joey Walton, who was we discussed uh, playing for the Bay of Plenty yeah. for, and he had a very very good season as they made the semi finals. Mm. So he'll be looking to get a season under his belt with Fakiti Parisi coming back. I haven't heard about this Moses Tuipolotu, but again, I'd assume it'd be good. Um, and then you're outside back, so I don't think we, think we have to worry too much. Peach, uh, Marky Mark, Ndolo obviously back, and Kirtley Bell. And then we've got Max Jorgensen. Uh, who was who was the player he played last year, and he, he played a lot of games? Newsom, Alex Newsom. Alex Newsom, yeah. He's a big loss. He's probably the one player there. I look at the yeah. back line and I go, he was, they've got a utility backs of Harry Wilson and Will Harrison, Harrison, who Will Harrison we all know about. But Yeah, that's New, really funny. Newsom, yeah. Harry, Harry Wilson and Will Harrison. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Do you reckon they played that just to do that? Yeah, um, maybe just to put them together. <laughs> I also wanted to touch base just quickly before we leave. I did a combined Anzac XV. I don't know if you watched a video for it. You can say you didn't because it's all right, mate. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what the team was because I can remember it off by heart. I think number one was Ethan Degree. Mm-hmm. This is selecting it if we were to select it right now. Number two was Samasoni Takihau. Three, Alan Alatoa. Four and five, Brody and Sam Whitelock. Six, Rob Valentini. Seven, Michael Hooper. Eight, Artie Savia. Yep. Nine and ten, Aaron Smith, Richie Mwonga. Kotobiti, mm-hmm. one wing. Will Jordan, the other wing. Jordy Barrett, fullback. Karevi and Ioane in the centres. That centre pairing. is too... Oh, that sounds deadly. I had on the bench Pariki, Slipper, Tupo. Yeah. Uh, I had Scott Barrett. And I was iffy about that one. I know someone in our in the comment section said, how do you select him over Skelton and Arnold? If I can see Skelton and Arnold and Wallabies jerseys more, yeah. I can't pick off their form in Europe because I don't, I don't see it. So that's the only reason I went there. Uh, I went Pete Samu as the... Back row reserve. I went Tate McDermott over Nick White, which mm. could be controversial. And then I went yeah. Leonard Brown and Bowden Barrett on the bench. So it was a 13-10 split. Yeah. And I thought was was very well done. And then I read the quite possibly worst ever one I've ever seen rugby pass put up that was done by Le French Rugby Podcast. Now, oh. if you ever thought that was going to be bad, listen to this. All right. So James Slipper, Cody Taylor, Tanny Alatupo. 
All right, we're good there. Fine. Yeah. Yep. Rory Arnold, Sam Whitelock. Okay, now you've kind of already fucked up because the two best locks are Brady Retallick and Sam Whitelock. But hey, this is where it gets really interesting. Now they've got Artie Severe at six, <laughs> Michael Hooper at seven, D Wilson, which I'm assuming is Harry Wilson at eight. Yeah. Who. I was going to say, I don't recognize D. D Wilson. Harry Wilson is barely even making the Wallaby yeah. squad at the moment. So I was like, okay. Smith and Moonga at uh, 9 and 10. Tom Wright and Caleb Clark are your wingers. Just all right. Yeah, Again. I mean, it's like it's almost like they're like one down on the depth chart. This is like the Anzac A team. A t- exactly. Listen to this. Hunter Pasami is a 12. No. Oani at 13 and Bowden Barrett. So no Geordie Barrett, which is just insane. So... Yeah. I don't know. I just saw that and I said I had to. I had to let you know this and just be yeah, like, no, that's yeah. Look, it's like, like what I said last week. We sort of know what we're getting out of Hunter Paisami now. We know where his ceiling sort of is, and it's a good ceiling, but it's not where we need it to be. It's not the level of Karevi. I think Fikhetti has got more potential. It's so guttering that he got injured. Yeah, yeah exactly. So guttering he's going to miss the rest of the tour. Yeah. Um, look, I'm very interested to see how the Wallabies pick next year for the World Cup. Like the centers is such a like it's it's a deep position in that a lot of players are all around the same talent level. I think so much of it's going to be um, decided by injury and, and everything like that. But, um, yeah. Well, I well I think even I think probably injury even more so than yep. form. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Karevi is just such a beast. He's oh, just such a beast. You forget how beastly. Like I forgot mm-hmm. how beastly he was until I watched that Egon series, and I yeah. was like. God damn, man! Like always breaks the first tackle, always mm-hmm. makes meters. Like, yeah, yeah. We need, yeah. He, <coughs> he and Carabetti, him, Carabetti, Foley, a three, Gitto, uh, three of our Gitto little players. Uh, you just need to get rid of it, man. Like, yeah, I know I, we do. I saw I another article today, being like, "What if Brazil went to the football World Cup and could only select players playing?" I know. Brazil? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, three players, like, I don't get it, like. I'm just truly... Argentina without Messi, Portugal without Ronaldo, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's just, it's mental. Because it's it's not even like, like I I read it, the article I read was talking about, because this was, it was talking about the Anzac XV and how Dave Rennie was kind of like, I'm not really too worried about that. We'll come to that when that time comes. Yeah. And he's obviously had a couple of issues with the, the ghetto rule. And I think eventually this is going to boil over pre-World Cup and Dave mm. Rennie's going to go... Either I can select as many as I want for the World Cup, or I walk. Yeah. Type thing. Because he, 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 his record, his his name has been smeared because he can't select the best team yeah. constantly year round. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like the fact that we're having to juggle players around like this. Like Will Skelton's got hardly any time in a Wallabies jersey because of it, and things like that. Like think about how many years of his career out of a Wallabies jersey have been have have gone because of this this stupid law. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I think it's a matter of time. I think it's going to be a win, not if situation. Yeah, the only thing though with that is is that I hope it's not after the World Cup. Like I hope it's not as a result of a devastating loss in the World Cup and everyone just thinking like, oh, well, if we didn't have the Gitto law, we could have gone further. And then Rugby Australia is like, yeah, look, we've really considered <laughs> it, and so we're going to get rid of it now. And it's like, yeah, that's great. You know, that's just it's just fucking late. You're too yeah, late. Yeah. You've put yourself four it's years. Another, back. yeah, exactly, another four years. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like now, yeah. Just, just change it. Just change it now. Change it now. It's dead. It doesn't. Anzac, Anzac, we're here again. I'm yeah. here for you. I reckon change it. I want to play the best Australian yeah. team in the Bledisloe Cup. I exactly. don't want to be beating a team with just free, you know, yeah. imports as we'll say that they are. You know, 
But yeah, that blows my mind. But hey, the Anzacs are back again. You guys have got Italy. I believe we've got Scotland this week. The big game is the France versus South Africa one. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon your result between you and Italy will be? Scoreline? Well, I mean, I, the result will be a win yeah. for, for Australia. It should yeah, it be, would be anyway. a fucking disaster. It wasn't. Yeah, it, it should be anyway. Uh, Scoreline. Uh, 35-15, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I reckon that. Yeah, I reckon you got more attacking flair than that. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... You put 50 on them. I'm going to go like 50 to 20. Yeah, I just don't want to downplay the Italians too much, you know? I don't even, but I'm going to. So yeah. 50 to 20. <laughs> they can score some points. They yeah. showed that, but I don't think they'll be able to defend against a better team. For us, we beat Scotland, I think, by three tries, uh, the way I saw... Um, then play against the Fijians. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. Good podcast done. Yep. Very nice. Thank you for joining us again on that rugby podcast. We will be back again next week. Myself, the All Blacks fan, Husey, the Wallabies fan, up the Anzacs. Revenge tour. Hashtag revenge. Hashtag revenge. Hashtag do it for the ice cream. <laughs> See you later. Peace.